0: Welcome, my friend, to another episode. Hey, before we get started, I want you to picture this. Your best caregiver self. What would it look like? Imagine living your caregiver journey with vitality and joy. It might seem like a distant dream right now, but you know what? It is entirely within your reach. When you craft a personalized path focused on quality care, And your well-being, the impossible becomes possible. That's what the Empowerful Caregiver School is all about. You'll receive daily video lessons, a robust journaling workbook packed with practical strategies and reflective questions guiding you towards growth and empowerment as a caregiver. Plus, you'll be part of a supportive community in our private Facebook group and join us for biweekly group coaching sessions. Let's rewrite your caregiver story together. Join Empowerful Caregiver School today and start thriving. Click on the link in the show notes or go right out to my website at kathielvan.com forward slash Empowerful to learn. Okay, let's jump into today's lesson. Oh boy, I couldn't focus. I had meltdowns and just wanted to give up. I was super overwhelmed. I couldn't see it either. I really thought something was mentally wrong with me. In today's episode, I want to share a practice that I did at my highest point of overwhelm. It saved me and got me in a better place and on track to be the CEO of my life and an effective caregiver. It took me blocking alone time, a cup of coffee, and a notebook to get me there. In today's episode, I'll walk you through this exercise. These steps are all in a free download for you in the notes section or by going to kathylvan.com forward slash big picture. Enjoy today's episode. Well, hey there. Welcome to the Caregiver Wife Podcast. My name is Kathy Vanden and I'm excited you joined me today. In this episode, I want to go back to September of 2017 when I first received the title Caregiver. I look back and remember that one day when you're living your normal life and the next day your life was tossed in the air and fell apart. I know that's pretty dramatic and crazy, but that's reality. It was immediate action mode for myself and my husband to tackle his cancer disease. And for me, as a caregiver, I had to move into advocate, scheduler, chauffeur, learner, and much more in just a few days. That meant I had to listen to the news that my husband, Dennis, had stage 4 chronic lymphatic leukemia, which meant oncology doctor appointments, CT scans, PET scans, and by the way, I had to learn what PET meant, uh, blood draws, biopsies, and chemotherapy appointments. In the midst of all of this, especially in the beginning, my emotions were like riding a roller coaster. I went from shock one day, and I remember driving home in the car with Dennis, and we were after the initial oncology appointment. And you just looked around and you said, everybody's leading their normal lives, and we're in shock. And we, nothing is important at that time. And then you go to, I went from couldn't focus on things, then to sadness, then to denial. And then those quiet nights where you try to lay your head on the bed or head on your pillow and worry would just set in, plus a whole lot more. And then I fast forwarded to a few months later where things kind of got into this new, I don't even hate to call it normal, but this new routine And it became overwhelming and exhaustion and and lack of energy and anxiety and stress because things were just different and nothing was like it was before. And I was trying to juggle things. I was trying to juggle my nine to five corporate job. I was trying to run my business in the nights and on weekends Um, and you had your normal home chores, and then you had yard work, meals, grocery shopping, other errands, and then all of the caregiving stuff on top of it. And Dennis and I, prior to him getting sick, we we really shared a lot around the house. Um, he would never let me do dishes, and he was And I'll just be blunt, not as he was anal and he still is anal about doing the dishes. But when he got sick and he couldn't do some things, I really noticed that he did a lot. And now I was carrying that burden as well. As a new caregiver, though, I was mastering a lot of things. I, I could master, you know, planning out schedules and trying to map out the week and stuff like that. But I also mastered Google. And I was quite obsessed with looking up things. And I looked up my husband's condition. I looked up symptoms. I, in my mind, I thought, mm, yeah, I need to be prepared and I need to know what questions to ask. But I almost came too obsessed. It reminds me of when you watch too much news and it just kind of engulfs and, and just takes away everything in your mind. That's what I was doing. Um, but in addition to that, where else I faltered was, um, and falter maybe be uh, too of a harsh word, but where I stumbled and fell short was focusing only on him and only on his condition. I wish I would have recognized the importance of caregiving in myself and look looked for information that would help me. Um, I received advice from our, we called her our nurse advocate, and she still is today, Kendra is our nurse advocate or our our support person that kind of gathers and manages the care for us. Um, And I received information from her and advice from her and the oncology nurses. They always said, make sure you're taking care of yourself. They would check in and see how I was doing and all that kind of stuff. But to be honest, I'm a bit bullheaded and thought this was not the urgent issue. It was getting Dennis through this. Once I got through the first few months, I regretted that I didn't take um, time to really understand the big picture. You know, you kind of just go in from... You know, just action mode, and you just keep doing, 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 and you just don't want to think about it. And so, but if I could have taken a step back those first few days and said, "Okay, let's think about caregiving. Let's think about the big picture here. What's it going to look like in a week, in a month, in days, and in weeks, and um, year, and and two years, and so on?" And then, what were my responsibilities? What did I really have to do? What things did I have on my plate and that kind of thing? Because the healthcare team prepares your spouse and the family for the disease and the education and explanation of everything, and you find the right doctors and the right care. Um, and I remember going through things like um, all of the training that needs to be involved. For example, chemotherapy education. And they walk through, you know, the things that um, potentially he needed to be aware of. For example, when he was doing chemotherapy, they didn't want him to use a razor anymore. He needed to use an electric, I mean, a, a blade razor. They wanted him to use a uh, an electric razor just because that'll stop infection. I remember things like, too, if he could use a separate bathroom those days after his chemotherapy, um... That would be safer for me. Or if I had to use his bathroom, he would have to flush twice and I would want to make sure I cleaned the area so I didn't have it come in contact with the chemotherapy fluids that came out of his system. So those are just some things that we learn. I remember getting this big binder too. And this big binder um, had all of the details and everything that we went through. We went page by page through that binder. There was also a tab in there from the American Cancer Society on um, caregiving roles and how to take care of a patient. And there was little clips about make sure you take care of yourself. But again, going back to myself, I was in action mode. I thought, you know what? I can just put my, my emotions and my physicalness on hold and I'll be fine. Little did I know that It catches up with you. It truly catches up with you. And um, I can pinpoint those days. And I'll go into future episodes of of things that have happened to me that I really regretted not taking care of myself. But in the rest of today's podcast, I want to do an exercise for you, or you can just listen and maybe you do a reflection later. But the best thing that I did about four months after is I grabbed a pen and a paper. I grabbed my favorite beverage, and I took 15 to, to 30 minutes by myself, and I really wanted to focus in on the situation. So I want you to take some time and really assess your situation, because caring for your spouse can be fulfilling, but it can, and it can bring you closer together. However, it isn't healthy to ignore your feelings, your feelings of loss, your feelings of stress, your physical strain and mental strain that it takes on you as well. So I want you to grab that front piece of the paper, and I want you to do what I call a brain dump. And brain dump means brainstorming. Maybe that might be more of a familiar word for you. But brain dump everything and write down everything about what did your life look like prior to caregiving what did you do? What was your life like? For me, it was um, working my nine to five job. It was starting my business and all my business goals. I was actually training for a half marathon um, in the midst of it all. Um, It came in September. The, The diagnosis came in September and my half marathon was in in October, so I was heavily involved into training. I was enjoying lunch with friends, spending time with my family. I loved a garden and so on. I want you to get it all out on paper and what you do. So get into all of the details of what your life looked like before. And then flip the paper over or go to another page and write down what caregiving responsibilities have been added to your plate or to your schedule now. And write down those. You know, now in addition to that, you have doctor's appointments, maybe physical therapy or chemotherapy or um, counseling, whatever it would be. You now, um, maybe your meals are different because of your sick spouse or you don't eat meals, that sort of thing. Um, Is there things that you have to do in the evenings? Like I would have to get up sometimes in the middle of the night to make sure that he had his medications and I'd have to set my clock um, or my alarm. And I was cutting lawn in the September and raking leaves. And then eventually I'd have to figure out the snow shoveling and those darn dishes. (laughs) which I don't do. He does the dishes. And so, um, and it's just all of those things. So what are you doing now? And I'm not doing this for you to be overwhelmed, but I want you to see the before and now both sides of the paper is the after. So, and then now the last page I want you to write down is what do you oh, actually two more pages what do you, uh page 3 now i want you to do what do you fear might fail in your life if your situation continues or it gets worse think through what life look life will look like in 1 month 6 months a year think about your goals, your projects? Do you travel for work or do you have a project rollout or a busy sales season? Will your spouse need surgery, additional treatment or a transplant? Or um, is his condition debilitating so he can never go back to work? Um, will your um, will you be cutting lawn continuing? Will you be shuffling snow? Maybe you have an upcoming event coming up for a family. Maybe grandchildren or babies or maybe weddings, whatever it would be. So you want to think through if, what do you fear? What are those feel, fears? Are you worried about finances, losing a, your home because of the finances? Are you worried about him not getting better? Okay. So that would be page number four. Now page number five, uh, I'm sorry, that would be page number three. I can't count. Now page number four is where will you lose power? Where will you lose influence? Where do you feel like you're stuck or are going to lose control in your life if things don't change or get worse? Because when you look at page one and page two, you Realistically, looking at page one and page two, can you really do all of that on your own? That's a lot. Um, this is where you can't do it all. What things can you get help with? Um, for the lawn, I, we went ahead and, and asked our sons to come over and help. Um, what about online shopping? What about Amazon Marketplace delivery? Um, can somebody bring your spouse to appointments so you don't have to be at every one? You only can control certain things. But when you think like a manager or think like you're the CEO of your life, that will give you time to take care of you, Um and that's so important. This may make you feel a bit of of, of guilt. This may make you feel a, good, a bit of stress. But you have to realize that you have to be the best version of you to take care of your spouse. And so um, that's really, really important. So the intent of this exercise is to really get you to to look at and assess the now the current state now that you're in, and really to put your manager or CEO hat on and think like that. Because if if you were a CEO of a company and you just acquired another role or responsibility, you would have to figure out how you were going to manage that. You would have to move things around. Maybe you have to get help or hire staff members. That's the same kind of concept. When I look at my uh, brainstorming list, I saw buckets, too, and categories, like all the household stuff was a category, all of the yard work was a category, my work was a category. So think about those buckets, too, and then you can look at what are going to go ahead and be stressors on your plate that are going to come up, and then what might you be able to go ahead and shift or move or delay or, or fix? Um, for example, cleaning the house. I was able to go ahead and ask my mom to come in and help me clean my home for me. And she does it every other week for me, which gives me a little bit of a wiggle room. Um, and maybe it's grocery shopping and you order it online and pick it up or you have it delivered. And that saves you 30 to minutes to 60 minutes of time. What things are you going to put on hold for now? Um, what things are absolutely needed? So you want to think through those. You don't want to put your, your, your physical health or your mental health on hold, but is there something that you can push out? Is there something that you can shift or move around? I have a great group of people in my work environment that was able to go ahead and help me through some of those times where I... Acquired an additional person that kind of shared some of my work responsibilities. Not always possible, but that was good too. So seeing the big picture should allow you to get a, a better grasp on what's most important. I met with a friend that shared something, and I wanted to share it with you. Um, her name is es- El- um, Esther. 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 I'm trying to think of Esther. Um, she is from Norway, and I met with her because she's kind of in the same line of business that I am here with the podcast. She's an oncology nurse, and she had said this analogy, and she talks about you can't control everything, but she used the analogy that your phone battery will run low and quit unless you charge it, and the same applies for yourself. You have to recharge your mind, um, and with this activity, it should help, and you have to look towards... When can I recharge? When can I go ahead and plug my phone or myself back in so that I can recharge, so I can be the best version of you? Your phone will not work 24-7, seven days a week, and you can't either. You need to go ahead and give yourself a break. So hope you enjoyed today's episode. I want you to go ahead and comment and tell me what you think. What did this exercise do for you? And I would love for you and appreciate if you would subscribe to my podcast if you are a caregiver wife or share it with somebody that you know is a caregiver wife and give me a review. This is one of my very first podcasts, but I am truly excited to go ahead and help high-achieving, like-minded women like you that are trying to go ahead and figure it out in this whole new caregiving world. Have a good day. Bye now. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's Caregiver Wife podcast. If you've liked what you heard, please click the subscribe button so you don't miss out on my future episodes. One more thing before you leave today, I want you to look at your calendar and grab it. And look to see where you can schedule some time for yourself this week. Remember, you can't caregive effectively and take care of your spouse unless you're taking care of yourself first. Sending you hugs and joy for a great week. Bye for now.